Welcome to another episode of Breakaway from the Rat Race. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Ken Wiberly. He's the founder and visionary behind Legacy of Love LLC. And we're going to be talking about that in a minute. He's also married to his soulmate, Amber, has three children, and he's a bit of a serial entrepreneur. And uh, I'm emphasizing the bit because you'll see in a minute that it's, it's, it's an understatement. Uh, he has over 15 different streams of income in real estate investment, different operating businesses, coaching services, oil and gas holdings, including a Laundry Love, which is a change in laundromats with a mission to educate, equip, and inspire those in the communities where they serve. He's also involved in different uh, partnership with, uh, with Keller Williams. And on top of that, if that was not enough, he served our country during the Gulf War. Ken, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So, yeah. So tell me a little bit about your, your journey and uh, kind of uh, how you've built like so many different streams of income. And I know that uh, real estate is a, is an important component of that. Yeah. Uh, but I guess I'll start back in, in, so in college, I studied finance and real estate. It was, uh, I, I thought real estate would be something I'd be interested in down the road. However, in the middle of my college, it's when I joined the Navy, we, in, went to a war with Iraq and I went and enlisted the Navy service tour there. Um, finished up college, worked in the insurance and investments field for about two years, got my, all my series licenses and was fully approved on that. And then got the entrepreneurial bug from there. And so I absolutely opened up a restaurant, opened up a pizza restaurant that I had worked at in college. I licensed their product, uh, ran that for about 18 months until we went bankrupt. It was my first big learning <laughs> experience right there. I, I, that was a great, as I look back, that was a great lesson in hubris, uh, meaning that I, I thought I got it. I'm going to run it better than these people run it. it I'm going to have it dialed in, but I had no mentors. I had no mastermind groups. I had no, no real uh, roadmap to follow. And we just kind of winged it entrepreneurial style and, and failed. So that was a learning experience. Uh, I stayed in the restaurant business for a bit, but then in 2002, entered the commercial real estate space. And the first six years of my business in the commercial real estate space, I was all buy side land brokerage. I basically did land assemblages for a handful of residential real estate developers. So we'd buy 20 to 200 acres. They would go carve it up into single family lots, sell it to home builders. And oftentimes they'd have commercial out parcels that we would help them to sell. And over the years that led to uh, starting to dabble in real estate investing because I was around land deals all the time. I started yeah, seeing yeah, opportunities. Yeah. So started to do some of my own investing here and there. Mm-hmm. And uh, then 2006 started my own uh, real estate brokerage, which when I say that sounds very formal, it was me and, and, and two other people. So uh, it was, but we formed a small real estate company right there, ran that for a year until I realized I needed some horsepower behind me because I was going to start taking listings, really wanted some horsepower. So I joined up with Sperry Van Ness, a national company back then based out of California and was with them for uh, a couple of years until 2009 and then joined up with uh, KW Commercial, which is the commercial arm of, of Cole Williams. Um, and at that time, I really started learning about systems and models and team building and, and hiring. And so from there, I, I scaled my commercial real estate business significantly. At that point, we ended up scaling over the next few years, become the, the number one commercial real estate team in the entire company. I really oh, grew yeah. a lot. And from there, mm-hmm. started making a lot more investments. We were making more capital. We were making more investments into 
real estate deals that we would own and operate. Um, and yep. then that started opening up other doors. It opened up uh, the ability to become a, a Keller Williams franchise uh, owner. So I, I opened up a Keller Williams franchise in Abilene, Texas. I uh, did that for a while, made some more investments. And then uh, you know, a few years ago, got into two new businesses. One was you mentioned Laundry Love, and we uh, got together with a couple of partners that I wanted to be in business with for a long, long time. And this was our opportunity to do so. So we opened up our first laundromat in Abilene, Texas. We're now working on our next four uh, to get going up and running right now. And around that same time, I launched Legacy of Love, um, which we created mm -hmm. Legacy Journal out of that. And that's a, a parent to child journaling app that you designed for parents or grandparents to capture moments, memories, lessons, the little funny things that your kid or grandkid says and write them down and have a place, uh, safe place to keep them before they fade away with time. And that has really, really been taken off recently. Um, things are they're going great. And that's kind of brought us to today. And here, here we are. Yeah. And I understand that uh, Legacy of Love is actually in the news right now. Yeah. it's It's been a little crazy that well, okay. I started writing stories to my children in 2003. My daughter was 10 months old when I first started writing to her. And my son was still in the womb. And I, I kept that process up over many, many years. I, I committed to myself when I started. So look, just write once a month, write one little journal entry a month to your kids. Eventually, it'll be something magical that they'll have. And I always thought at their high school graduation, it would be my gift to them. And yeah. that event, that process, I shared that with other parents, they started doing it, people started to encourage me to create a product that eventually led to what we have right now. Um, but this past weekend, I gave my daughter her 18 years worth of journal entries. And wow. it was beautiful. We, we recorded it and I put it up on social media. And it's gone a little viral. Uh, news mm. stations have started picking us up. So we, were, we had interviews this morning. I've got an interview in an hour and uh, another one on Sunday. So it's, it's, wow. it's a great thing. We're very blessed right now. And it's a story that I'm glad people are starting to hear. Because yeah. I, I, the more people that do something like that, the more families are impacted for generations. Yeah. Yeah, that's, am that's amazing. Just amazing. And, and the dedication as well over the years, 18 years, pretty much to uh, to constantly and consistently uh right up to uh to your daughter that's just uh, just phenomenal but whether it's in journaling or real estate investing or whatever it mm -hmm. might be yeah consistency is so so important and it's okay if you fall off the horse because i've mm -hmm. looked back over my journal entries there are months where i missed two or three or four months but i got back on the horse and got back yeah. in that consistent routine again so no matter what it is we're doing it's it's the consistency over time that really moves the needle yeah, exactly. So I think that I think that's very important. And I think, uh, you know, if in real estate or in, in business, being consistent and continually uh, doing what you're doing, staying on track and, uh, and performing and at the end, you're going to have you're going to have a massive impact, obviously, on your daughter right now. Okay. And, uh, but also, if you do it in real estate, then you you could also have a massive impact on your on your daughter. Uh, I want to talk, I mean, you're very, I mean, in your intro, introduction, you, uh, you talk about your wife as your soulmate, Amber, and stuff like that. So obviously, she's, uh, she's very important um, to, to you, the process, and uh, seems to be a, an integral part of, uh, 
of your business or your process or whatever you do. And I, I have similar kind of uh, attachments as well. My family is very, very important to me. And in fact, I mean, we're, we're in business together in, uh, nice. in, in real estate and in other things too that, uh, that we're doing, other streams of income that we're doing. And um, so for me, it's very important that my, my family is my two sons and my wife. They're my partner in partner in crime, partner in everything that uh, that we do together. And I think this is uh, this is very important, but it's also a little bit of a of a challenge uh, because I mean you're with with them all the time, and now you're going to be with them even more all the time. <laughs> you know, there was at least before. If you're working full time, then you can get away a little bit nine to five, and then you kind of come back and you're refreshed. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but uh, when you're working with them all the time, I mean, sometimes it could be challenging. And uh, so what do you think is uh, is important in the family dynamic and also the couple dynamic when uh, when you're in business, you're a serial entrepreneur and you're building all of that? So how, give us some clues about kind of uh, for other couples out there that want to do the same, uh, how yeah. to make sure that their their couple dynamic and family dynamic is uh, is aligned. First, let me say, I love that question. I don't think I've been on a lot of podcasts. I don't think I've ever been asked that question. I think that's a great question and I really appreciate it. So Amber and I, I'm in an office, but just beyond that wall is Amber's office. So yeah, yeah. We, oh, we work together. Just in behind same, that wall is my wife's office. <laughs> we work in the same space. We live yeah. in the same space, of course. And so you're right. There's a lot of together time in for us, I think one of the real keys to this is having shared goals and shared visions. Mm -hmm. and, and that's when I say she's my soulmate. That's part of what contributes to that is that we really are aligned in what we want the future to look like and what we want our family to look like in the future. Uh, what, what our ultimate, I mean, for, for us, it's our, our big thing that we push for is to buy a very large ranch in Texas within a couple hours from here that we can host retreats has as a, as a respite for our family, have people out and connect them with nature. And we're so aligned in that. And so, mm -hmm. I mean, I think the biggest thing for us is that alignment. It's being yeah. on the same page. And, and I see for a lot of couples that sometimes a struggle to get there and it takes work, yeah. right? It doesn't yeah. necessarily just come naturally. And so it, it takes a give and take. It takes honest dialogue for us, we've been part of a couple of groups. Like I've been part of GoBundance for about five or six years now. Mm -hmm. and, and through that, FanBundance, and I've been part of Front Row Dads. So I've been part of lots of groups that have helped me to spend a lot of time going internal, connecting with my spouse, yeah. connecting with my family to get on in alignment and on the same page. And mm -hmm. I, I think it, I tell people to you know, do the work. You got to dive in. And if yeah. you're just not there, you, you've got to dive in and do the work. And, and we've yeah. done some of that. Yeah. So I think dialogue is definitely important. But also when you're sharing your dream or you're trying to get aligned, that means that you have to compromise a little bit on both sides. Right. So, I mean, just we just came back from Mexico, actually, with uh, my wife and I celebrating 30 year anniversary. Congratulations. And, uh, thank you. Thank you. And then. Uh, but I mean, that's what we do. I mean, we talk about kind of, hey, this is what I want to do that. This is what I want to do. I want this. And then, you know, and then the other person says, oh, no, I don't. I don't really feel like that because of this, because of that. And so you have to be willing to give a little bit. But so people, people are sometimes so anchored in their dream. This is my life's dream. I have to do this. This is my, you know, so 
you have to decide is is your life's dream more important than your your couple dream your family dream so so a little bit of compromise a little bit of adjustment uh could go a long way but the first step is really dialogue and and try to uh to adjust and realize that it's not just your dream it's her dream as well yeah. and, and those combined dreams come together to create the shared dream and yeah i think the more you dig in and do that the least for for us the happier our lives have become yeah yeah i agree so 15 streams of income so was that so this was all your wife, Amber, was uh, on the board with that and to kind of build all that. And uh, <laughs> she's helped me to build that for sure. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. So so tell me. So when I speak with uh, with other investors and people that uh, I coach and uh, listeners, they um, they often they kind of go go like into different directions. I mean, they, they try to do like a little bit of wholesaling. They try to do a little bit of uh, single family rentals. Then they do burr because they watch a podcast or read a book about something. Then they want to do commercial because blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then they kind of go and switch to, to different things. And, um, and my recommendation is obviously to kind of pick a strategy that goes with your resources that you have, your time, the money, the skills that you have pick the right market and then implement that strategy and make sure that this is aligned with your goal. You and I are uh, on the same yeah. page there. Right. And uh, so I had the great privilege of sitting through a full day, very small group mastermind with Jeff Hoffman a number of mm -hmm. years ago. Jeff is just this incredible human being. He was the, the former founder of Priceline.com. He has had many, many different very successful career paths. He's, he, he actually invented the airline kiosk where you go print out your tickets right there at the kiosk. Oh, yeah, yeah. That keeps everyone from having to wait in line for so long and like it used to have to do in the 70s and 80s there. Well, he invented yeah. that. That was his first major invention. And But Jeff said something that was so poignant and it really struck me because he's had these, let's call it, he's got a dozen different careers, right? But all of Jeff's careers have been sequential. He's been all in on the one that he's in on and mm -hmm. all of his time, all of his effort, all of his resources are in that vein. And because of that, he's created these multiple, very, very successful companies versus to what you were saying a moment ago, someone's got their finger in 10 different pots right there, or they've got 10 different plates spinning. It's hard to keep everything going. And it's yeah. hard to be an expert in any one domain right there. Exactly. And so I will freely admit that I have, I Looking back, I coach my son and my, and, you know, my son's, he's going to be a senior in high school next year. And he and I talk all the time. He works here with me. And, and I've been talking to him very much about that same concept. Like I've had a reasonable amount of success. However, it could have been three or four X that by now, maybe 10 X that by now, if I would have stayed in one lane for longer before mm -hmm. getting into some other things. And yeah. Now, as I tend to get into things, uh, just like getting in the laundromat, when I got in the laundromat business, I get in with two partners and we had one of them was the operating partner. So my engagement in the laundromat is fairly minimal as far what, for what's required of my time in that. Mm -hmm. It's a great exactly. business. I help you know, come up with a vision, get it all set up. And I, I have a once a week meeting with my partners, but I've got mm -hmm. leverage in place to do that. Whereas in the past, I might've been the guy operating two or three businesses at one, at one time. Or if you're investing in multiple asset classes, I mean, it's really hard to, to truly understand multiple asset yeah. classes without spending you know, five, six, seven years 
deep in in yeah. in that particular vein yeah so a couple of things on that i mean definitely yes once you have a way in real estate there are so many ways to make money i mean you you work you work at keller williams you saw a ton of different ways and you invest in real estate yourself so there's tons of different ways you can make money at wholesaling you can make money at uh, flipping you can make money at uh, you know uh, commercial real estate in medical buildings you can make money in all these things the question is that you have the time the resources to do it yourself you have the skills to do that and then, um, and then if once you find a path that works for you, that all these things are aligned and it's making money for you, then the next step is to scale it up and then to, uh, to kind of tweak it, to maximize the return and then kind of scale it up. And that's, that's where people are kind of, uh, they're missing the point here. They, they do a couple of deals and something, and then they say, oh yeah, I think I can make a better return if I go and do something else. No, just scale this up, tweak it, maximize the return. You're then speaking the it, truth. And for so yeah. many people, they get bored and they're, yeah. they're seeking novelty. They're seeking something a little different. It's like, ah, this is kind of easy for me right now. Well, and, and maybe it is somewhat easy, but to your point, then you go put systems in place yeah. and start to scale. And, and part of the systems you put leverage in, in place, people leverage in place to, right. to execute on the system right there then you get all that in place, then go do something else right there. Exactly. Kind of put it on autopilot. So you kind of like build a, build a team and then slowly have an operator that's running it exactly. from for you. And then you give them an opportunity, right? Your operator yeah. has an equity opportunity in this deal and make it a win-win for everyone. Then go step yeah. and do something else. Exactly. And the other thing to that I like is that, uh, I mean, you focus on the people, even the laundry of love, something that you mentioned earlier is, uh, oh, sorry, laundry, laundry, love, not laundry of love. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, laundry love is that you had identified, if I understood correctly, you had identified a couple of people that you, you knew that you wanted to do business with, but, and this came about and say, okay, now this is the time to do it. So this is very interesting. So your, your focus is more on, on the people and making sure that you find the talent, find the right person, the right person to lead something, and then you just sponsor behind. Yeah, that, that concept there is like the talent bench, right? It's like, I got a bench of talented people right there that, man, if there's an opportunity one day, we can get into business together. And both of those guys, one was a, a client of mine that I'd done real estate deals with, and we had become investment partners in a couple of deals as well. Um, mm -hmm. But we had never been partners in an operating business. And then the other was just someone I had immense respect for. I, I met him through Keller Williams. He was running a bunch of operations at KW at the time and um, always wanted to get into business with this guy. And uh, he was doing his own thing. But when the right opportunity came up, this is the one that mm -hmm. the three of us may be able to do. And it's, it's really worked out magical. Our three different skill sets mm -hmm. have I feel like we're the wonder twins that have kind of come together to really make something happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, I mean, yeah, we, we, we basically did the same thing. I mean, uh, we had, uh, we started a business called rocket offer, which is a wholesaling company. And uh, yeah, we have like two, two great guys that were actually friends of my son and, uh, and yeah, they just said, these are the right guy. I mean, we had watched them start business after business right out of college and then we knew they were hustler and we knew that's uh and then we basically said why don't you guys start a wholesaling business we taught them how to do wholesaling how to do real estate help them set up the system and all of that and nice. then they just 
they're just taking off and we're just we're just doing the basically fund sponsor do the back office and all that kind of stuff but yeah they're they're leading the charge and they have like 12 12 employees right now they're in like five different markets and they're well doing very well yeah after one year they started last year and they're, they're profitable uh highly profitable i would say uh this uh this year and then we had another one another story which is uh an, in, an investor of ours that was uh yeah investing with us in the on the real estate side and he uh he asked for his money back and we asked him why and he said uh oh well i'm i'm gonna start a, a trucking business trucking business okay tell us more about that and then because we we really like the guy he was like a, also kind of a hustler and all of that and um yeah so we started like in june we started the trucking business called shockwave trucking <laughs> and uh we already bought like uh, we have like uh, five four or five trucks right now yeah. and uh we and, and they're just like these two guys are just like super hustler oh my goodness it's unbelievable so i think this is key i mean this is uh the people if you want to kind of uh, go into these other things and you find somebody that you want to do business with to find the right opportunity and then yeah get uh get together and then uh make it happen there's only so much that any one of us can do right there's yeah. 24 hours in a day and we all need to sleep at some point so there's only so much knowledge that we have so people are the key to everything and mm. yeah sometimes it's the big frustration in one's life and sometimes it's the 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 big key to unlock success yeah and the other thing too is that we i wanted them to focus on on the business um so the the, the people at the rocket offer I mean, both of them were working uh, in other companies and stuff like that. And they were kind of like doing working in the evening and in the weekend, like yeah. I have done for many, many years uh, to get business off the ground. But it's extremely difficult to do that. And that's just we just said, hey, why don't we we just pay for your salary and then you just work full time on that. And so we invested like basically a year or so of uh, of salary to kind of get them off the full the nine to five. To focus on that and uh and we did the same with the the trucking company uh, that guy was working in a distribution center as a director of uh of the distribution and stuff like that and we just said hey why don't you quit your job and he, yeah i mean this that was a tough decision imagine you have a full-time job and then somebody comes along and say hey what about if i put we we for we uh guarantee your salary and then you quit your job would you do that i said yeah and then you quit like three days later <laughs> yeah. Yeah. if someone doesn't yeah. want to do that then it might not be the right person for you yeah 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 oh my god so yeah so the people is very, is very important having a strong talent bench uh because you're going to need it also when you're scaling up and yeah. as you're scaling up then uh you know you're going to see more and more talent that is going to be uh, joining in so how do what are some of the criteria that you see uh, for uh, for these people? How do you recognize someone that uh, is talented and that you want to work with? What are some of these these um, criteria? The qualities that I'm looking for is is really learning based. So someone that's always if someone's got it, thinks they have it all figured out and they've got it, they're not the person that I want to be in business with. So they're they're learning based. They're seeking to improve themselves. They are, pardon me, there's someone uh, outside doing some lawn work. So uh, learning based, seeking to improve themselves. They're go-getters. They're self-starters, right? Mm -hmm. 
like, like you said, the hustlers that you've come in touch yeah. with right there. So yeah. you, know, you kind of give them an objective or a goal and they go figure out how to get there. You don't have to map out every single piece piece for them right there. Uh, they kind of wake up fired up, ready to go and, and, and seize the day right there. And also for me, it's important that they kind of have a heart of service. They want to give back to others. If they're just all about me, 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 yeah, that's a problem for me too. With my partners yeah. in Laundry Love, I mean, we're, go check us out, laundrylove.luv.com. But it's yeah. all about service. We're mission-based on there. So it, it's it's very important for, for me and the people I affiliate with to uh, to win big and help others. Mm -hmm. Both. So yeah, there's yeah, just yeah. a handful of qualities I'm looking for. Yeah, exactly. And for us too, like we, we feel that that's very important. We actually started the foundation um, this year. So to, um, you know, to help people in the community that where we invest, uh, we want to improve the communities and the people that live there. So nice. that's, that's our goal there. So tell us more about the laundry love and uh, what the, so the mission is obviously to educate and equip uh, people and inspire them, inspire communities. Uh, so tell us more about that. Yeah, with Laundry Love, we want it to be a, okay, ultimately, we want to be the Chick-fil-A of laundromats. And what I mean by that is, I don't know, if, you got, if you ever have this little is very, kids. This is very controversial. So if you ever have little kids and you drive them by Chick-fil-A, they're like, I want to go to Chick-fil-A. I want to go to Chick-fil-A. And, and we want families, when they drive by a Laundry Love, to have that same kind of reaction. I want the children to say, I want to go to Laundry Love. Because at Laundry Love, we've got a dedicated reading center for children oh, we've, got, okay. we've got a children's play area in there with games and connect four and tic-tac-toe we've got a tv up playing disney movies for them it's kind of comfortable on the ground we've got little couches for them to sit and comfortable little flooring on there uh and in our laundromats they're large they're spacious we've got like seven tvs up through our laundromat and all of them play what we call programmatic content meaning there is no daytime tv there's no news there's no junk that's on our tvs it's either yeah. there's like there's a sports channel up there's you know diy network home improvement type stuff there is you know a, a discovery type programs like that things that are all about mind improvement on there yeah uh, kind of programmatic content we have a fully staffed location there just to be helpful like a lot of our wow. a lot of our customers are you know, lower income customers and oftentimes they're not treated with a great deal of respect mm -hmm. and we train our staff to treat everyone that walks in that door with a great deal of respect we train them mm -hmm. to come out to their car and help them carry in their laundry help them carry it back to their car help them figure out how to use the machines do everything we can to just treat them with respect and guess what it works they keep mm -hmm. coming back over and over and over again they love coming in because they feel like it's it's they're welcomed like it's a second home and that's what we want yeah. it to be like yes yeah, so that's a, that's a good idea like the, having a reading area something comfortable where people can you know otherwise yeah this I, all the laundromat i haven't been to too many laundromats but a lot of the laundromats i've seen is just like yeah it's for the laundry and then that's it and folding clothes and then that's it and then it's get out when we study the uncomfortable industry, as possible yeah yeah when we study the industry i often saw that there'd be parents and the kids would be just bored and kind of running over yeah. opening closing machines and was like oh, we want to do something different and so yeah this is our version of that and and so far it's been really well received no, that's very nice. Very nice. Uh, so um, tell us a little bit more about uh, the uh, actually, as we are about to kind of like uh, wrap it up here, anything else that you want to uh, you want to mention you want to talk about? No, I mean, I, I guess if we're going to wrap stuff up, I would encourage people 
you talked about staying in the lane and, and really learning something pour into the yeah i encourage you pour into yourself with education mm-hmm. uh, i'm a big fan of the ccim education for commercial real estate if you want to yeah, learn yeah. that mm-hmm. on the commercial real estate side uh, there's so many great ways to learn as as i don't know who was the guy that uh, had the quote but you don't let schooling get in the way of a great education i believe <laughs> is what it is it, you know, yeah. books you look behind me here's a you know yeah, the, yeah. the top books i'm reading books are a huge source of learning is people and be a source of value for folks mm-hmm. that's i think to what i owe the most success in my life to is just figuring out how it can help other people mm-hmm. regardless of the impact it has on me in fact most yeah. things i do for other people there's nothing that comes back to help me on that mm-hmm. at all except for the warmth i get from helping someone else and, and the mm-hmm. more i can figure out to help other people all of a sudden the universe starts rewarding you for your behavior and mm-hmm. and that's that is that sentiment has been around for centuries right it's been around for centuries yet so many people today don't understand that and and as in the last 15 years as i've really come to understand that and and make it my reality in in the world my life has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger oh well very nice on that note ken uh where can people reach reach out to you if they want to uh, contact you yeah please uh You can find me on social media channels up there, although I'm not super active on social media, you can find yeah. us up there. Um, you can find uh, information on our website at legacyjournal.app.app, okay. so legacyjournal.app. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to reach me direct, you can shoot me an email to ken at legacyoflove.app. Okay, very good. Thank you, Ken. Thank you for your time. Thanks, And good luck with your, uh, your next few interviews. You have one in an hour or so. so. Got one in an hour. So I, I know it's a little crazy right now. Yeah. Okay. Take care. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Break Away from the Rat Race with your host, Eric Martel. If you want to share your story and experience with our listeners, please message us on Facebook at Break Away from the Rat Race. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast on iTunes.